This is a GRDC podcast. Across Australia, more and more growers are adopting no-till and stubble retention practices. But for barley production systems, stubble-borne foliar pathogens are an ever-evolving and increasingly significant challenge for the grains industry. I'm Hilary Sims, and in this two-part podcast, we'll explore the work that's been done to better understand barley foliar pathogens and the new research underway to give growers access to elite barley varieties with improved resistance. For this first podcast, I'm joined by senior plant pathologist Dr Liesl Snyman. She's from the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries Queensland, based at Warwick. Barley foliar pathogens, they have a major impact on barley production, mostly because of their impact on yield and quality. And the major diseases that we are concerned about are spot form net blotch, net form net blotch, scald, spot blotch for Queensland and also powdery mildew. Liesl was part of an ambitious four-year GRDC investment called the Barley Foliar Pathogen Project. The program recently finished up and greatly expanded our understanding of the presence and spread of barley foliar pathogens across Australia's growing regions. One of the main aims of the barley foliar pathogens project was understanding the interaction between the host and the pathogen to get a better understanding of the different isolates um, or pathotypes of these pathogens that are around in the different growing regions. Now, Liesl, it was a national investment. Paint the picture for us. What research organisations were involved? It was a national project, um, so it included most of the state departments, but also quite a few universities. And different organisations were responsible for looking at different pathogens. At DAF Queensland, we looked at the pathotyping of the net form net blotch pathogen, spot blotch, and then also powdery mildew. SADI in South Australia, they did pathotyping of the scald pathogen, and then um, Agriculture Victoria looked at the different um, isolates of spot form of net blotch. Then all of us were also involved in screening multiple lines um, for disease resistance to all of these pathogens and also different pathotypes across the country. Sounds like a national collaboration indeed. What was involved in pathotyping the net form of net blotch from a DAF Queensland perspective? So one of the aims of the project was also looking at just creating better nurseries for disease screening so just you know zooming in on how we can do that better and so at DAF Queensland we have single isolate nurseries that we screen for net form of net blotch so we are able to screen the same line for resistance against multiple um, pathotypes of net form of net blotch. Also in terms of net blotch, we just identified the different isolates that are dominant in the different growing regions and that enables breeders to look at what varieties they develop will be suited better to certain regions. Right, so Lisa, what were some of the key findings from the project in terms of the distribution of disease and the different pathotypes? I think for us in Queensland specifically, we have seen a change in the distribution of the spot blotch pathogen. Previously, it was mostly kind of reserved for the warmer, humid coastal climates. But with the increase in barley production in central Queensland, we do see an increase in the persistence of the spot blotch pathogen in central Queensland. 
With Netform Netplot, we have seen that there are major differences between the populations that exist in the different regions. We have seen that there's a big difference between the pathotypes of Western Australia um, versus Eastern Australia. Um, whereas, if you look a little bit more towards South Australia and Victoria, they seem to have a bit of a combination of what's happening in New South Wales and Queensland, but also some of the pathotypes that are prominent in WA. Powdery mildew was also a focus of the project, wasn't it? What were some of the research outcomes there? In 2014, we identified a new isolate of powdery mildew um, in Queensland that was virulent on a particular resistance gene, um, MLLA, which was at the time quite common in quite a few of the Australian barley varieties. And we do know that gene is still prevalent in a lot of the newer barley varieties. And in 2020, we have seen a powdery mildew epidemic in Queensland varieties that we do know carry this particular resistance gene. Another key aspect of the barley foliar pathogen project was to identify new sources of disease resistance that could be used in Australian barley breeding programs. As Liesel explains, there were more than 10,000 varieties sampled from around the world over the course of the four-year project. There were various sets. Um, these included the Vavilovlons that were sourced from Germany. They were also a hep population which is looking at the wild relative side of barleys um, because that is a cross between um, Hordium spontaneum and um, a Australian variety bark. Um, there were also the Spanish and Asian core collections that were investigated, the USDA core collection, um, and then some populations that were um, just um, constructed within the project. So of all the lines you sampled, were there any that showed promise for potential use here in Australia? Yes, there were a large number of lines were identified. There has been a lot of effort put into identifying multiple resistant lines and also not just focusing on a particular region, but because it was a national project, it included all of the cereal growing regions of Australia and there were lines identified that had resistances to disease in all of these regions. Um, some of these lines have been made available to breeders already and there will be hopefully a lot more in future that will enable them to breed better varieties with higher levels of resistance for the growers. So just to summarise now, what have you taken away from this project and what would your key advice be to growers? I think it was just the, the distribution of the pathogens across the regions and how variable they are. We've also realised that what farmers do does have a major impact on the, the pathogen evolution. So um, we always talk to growers and you know say to them that it's, it's, it's always good to have a crop rotation plan. Um, and we've also realised that if you grow the same variety across large areas in consecutive years, that it seems like the net form pathogen evolves and it acquires new virulences for those particular varieties. So um, doing that, it just increased the virulence of the pathogen. One of the major things that growers can do um, is to make sure that they apply seed dressing. That will give them some protection against the early onset of your stubble-borne diseases um, and also um, net form of net blotch that's also seed-borne. Um, smut is becoming more of an increasing problem in recent years and it will also give a little bit of protection against early onset of powdery mildew. That was Dr. Liesel Snyman from the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries Queensland.
The promising lines of resistance that were identified through this project have been passed on to a new GRDC investment for further assessment and possible release into Australian breeding programs. Dr Kai Fosfels from the University of Queensland is leading this new program and he's my guest for the second part of this podcast. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.